Welcome, crack. Welcome back. Welcome, crack. It's your boy, episode 49, son. It's your boy, the playboy. The fuck boy. The boy toy. The fun boy. A.K.A. the American Hollywood glamour boy. Your boy, glam. Oh, you are? I remember, boys and girls. Niggas call me glam cause bitches think I'm pretty. I'm a pretty motherfucker, you know. And I'm going to get y'all up on game. I got y'all 45 episodes of hip-hop, my whole past from birth to now. And now I'm giving y'all about five episodes of my comedy. So I hit y'all with some new uh, catalogs of uh, music and comedy with a modern twist and modern stand-up and everything. So check it, check it out, enjoy it. Spread the word, get the word out about this show and tell all your peoples how good you feel about it. And if you like it, you know, hit me back up, holla at me, Google me, baby. Google me a night and day. Let me know how well different shit I ain't gonna front. See, my mind be in some different places that that, that other people just don't be at. It's like it's like it's not like my mind's playing tricks on me, but it's just be I be off on some different tangents and mind state of thought. I know we all get to points like that. Some people, you know, they take a little marijuana, take a little a little good pussy, good sex, and then they start thinking about philosophical, metaphysical type shit. But to me, you know, I, I'm like that all the time. So it's like, you know, I don't feel it's like a, a mental problem. I think it's like a good thing. I think more people should strive to be different. Don't y'all think? Don't y'all think? What y'all think? Do y'all believe in, uh, let me see, uh, ghosts? By, by a round of applause or show a hand. All right, all right we got some people that, that, that believe in the ghosts. What about Bigfoot, uh, Sasquatch? Anybody out there believe in that? Show of hands. All right, we got a couple of people that believe in that. Oh, here's the big one. Everybody's scared because you they want your motherfucking government niggas from Area 51 with your little white lab jackets coming to your house banging on the door. You know, the outbreak jackets coming to get your ass. How many people out there believe in aliens? And I ain't talking about the little Mexican motherfucker that just came across the border. You're taking your job with the fake ID card. Not that type of alien. I'm talking about the space alien. Motherfuckers from out of this world. The motherfucking extraterrestrial type of alien. How many of y'all believe in that? Oh, I see a whole lot more people. See, it's not that it's, it's not possible that it could be an alien. Because I know that it's very possible the elements of life are present on every sphere. is there, you know, is there a doubt that that could be plausible, you know, with the right... You know, temperatures and atmosphere, the planets and the galaxies are supposed to be endless. There should be something out there somewhere at some point. You know, we're not just an anomaly, I believe. But, you know, there's no way to verify that with actual truth. But I got a lot of theories on that topic. Let's see if y'all go with me on this one. You ever notice, all right, wait, wait. Anybody out here ever heard, I know Mexicans know what I'm talking about. It's called like a chacubra. And a chacubra is a, it's the legend of this. This, this nine-foot-tall creature that used to invade the old Native American villages and shit back in the days. You know, it had three toes, three fingers, real pale white skin, pale face. And, and, and it had two big black eyeballs, two gigantic, big, solid black eyeballs. Like, uh, you ever heard, like, if you like the old Mexican Tejano villages, if you go to the old, like, Cherokee and Native American camps, because, you know, I'm really into that type of stuff. Like you hear about the legend of the Chacubra. 
But what I believe, you know, this is just going out on the wild one here. You ever notice how the, all the cultures, and this is not a racist because they're going to swear it's racist, but out of all the cultures on God's green earth, there's one group, one that just stands out that mysteriously does a lot of things that are very, we'll just say, alien-like to the rest of society. Now, y'all know who I'm talking about, Asians. Now, Asians, don't take this wrong, but I believe that the Asians are descendants of aliens, that they are the true ancient graves, the ancients that everybody was talking about, or at least somehow connected to that creature. And I'm, I'm going to break it down like this. I'm going to break it down like this. You ever seen any Asian at the motherfucking local welfare office? Now think about it. Think about it. Think about it real carefully. Everybody black, white, Latino, Indian, I even seen a motherfucking nigga from Iceland, Finland, one of the motherfucking niggas that live in the igloo at the welfare office. Every culture except the Asians. You never see any Asians begging for change at the local subway. You never see any Asians laying on the ground with a will-work-for-food sign. In this country, ain't no Asians at all in any of the bad places so-called. The soup kitchen, the welfare office, the homeless shelter. Now, you can't tell me. Out of all the billions of motherfucking Asian motherfuckers on the planet, that only white motherfuckers and black motherfuckers and Spanish motherfuckers is on welfare, that ain't nobody Asian in the motherfucking continental United States on no type of welfare, having no finance, that's how you know something just ain't right about them there, people. Come on, think about it. Go with me real slow. They got a Chinese restaurant on every single corner in the motherfucking ghetto. And in those Chinese restaurants, I challenge each and every one of you to go inside to those Chinese restaurants and ask for an employment application. Wait, 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 why is everybody laughing? Why is everybody laughing? Oh, because Chinese people from China don't hire nobody. But Asians, you ever noticed that? You ever seen a black person working at a Chinese restaurant? Not even as the delivery man. They will find one of their own people and import that motherfucker on the bottom of a rice boat to deliver their shit. Now, me and my homies used to joke. We'd be like, yo, them Chinese restaurants is like bases and shit. And then, you know, after a while, that joke started getting less and less funny. You start seeing all them alien invasion movies and shit. And you start, you know, Independence Day, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, Battle of L.A., and all that other shit. You'd be like, wait a minute. They got a restaurant on every corner. They don't speak to nobody in the neighborhood. They just take all your money 
They have no problems eating cats and dogs and rodents and selling it to your ass, cooking them up, killing them, while they eat live motherfucking animals. It's like, wait a minute, the only no other culture outside of the rainforest engines from like a thousand, two thousand years ago don't cook their food and eat it. Don't cook their food before they eat it. Except the motherfucking Asians again. Alright, so let's break it down. Let's go by, by, by the steps. It's no Asians at the welfare office. No Asians at the soup kitchen. Not one motherfucking Asian at the homeless shelter. No homeless on the sidewalk ass living in the cardboard box ass Asians. Nowhere in the continental United States. They all got stores or are in a major university studying something or they delivering for a store or they visiting somebody from a major university all at the same time. There's 375 million Americans. You're going to tell me that not one Asian American is jobless homeless, or doing something other than going to school and working all day, every day? That's a little suspicious to me. I don't know if y'all noticed this shit besides me. But not too many cultures eat cats and dogs. And if they do, you know, everybody seems to love bunny rabbits. Certain, certain animals are off the limits of the eating. But, you know, when you starve and everything's on, even humans in some cases. But they the only niggas that eat. Food that ain't dead. Like, I like my food nice and dead before I fry it up. Like, if the shit's still screaming and wiggling while I'm biting on it, that kind of take away from the natural flavors and the herbs and spices and shit, you know? Yeah, I'm like, even with y'all fucking seafood-loving bitches, I'm like, oh, I love my scrimps, I love my... I'm like, if the shit was talking and screaming and wheezing and, you know, and putting out the tentacles while you was biting it, shrimp wouldn't be quite that good. I know y'all love that lobster and shit, but the lobster, I mean, if you come from the projects, lobster looks like a big-ass cockroach. Look like a water bug. It looked like somebody just kept feeding the motherfucker. It looked like one of the roaches that ate the niggas in the projects, and y'all eating that shit. I mean, I don't know. To me, it just don't look. I just, if you grow up in the projects, it's hard as a project nigga when you was plucking roaches out the cereal box your whole life. To, to, to put a fork in something that looked like a big giant red roach. Now, these motherfuckers eat live fucking tentacle having, you know, fucking all types of poison, claw, fucking crazy shit out there. Anything in the fucking ocean that ain't dead, them niggas eat it. You know, are eating it right now. Shark and all that. I mean, you don't hear niggas like, oh, let me get a shark sandwich. I mean, you just don't hear shit like that. I mean, I'm telling you, something just ain't right about them people, man. You don't see them with no gray hairs, hardly. You don't see them age. They, they, they don't age. They ain't in no wheelchairs. You don't see them no crutches. You see no broken parts. They, they, they act different. I mean, they, they, they language. I mean, I don't know, son. But I think that it's a silent invasion. I think... That that shit they said about the revolution will not be televised. It's like the aliens landed and shit in silence. 
and they slipped under a couple human suits and they just like right next to us the whole time. They just getting closer, closer, creeping up. Oh, we your friend, oh, we your friend. Then bye! Back in slavery in the camps and all that shit. Change all the letters on the building. And then we in the motherfucking Chinese food bags getting shit. Like, y'all niggas watch out, y'all heard it here first. So when them niggas start grounding motherfuckers up like Auschwitz, and they start changing Times Square in Las Vegas into Neo Japan. Y'all, y'all heard that shit here first. It's just a motherfucking theory, man. The alien is the Asian. They some sort of hybrid. Or they the actual alien just hiding in human flesh. But they got to be. Because them niggas way too different. Are any straight people in the audience? You know, I gotta get off that, you know, that racist shit, cause you know, I don't want motherfuckers there. Any straight people in the audience? Well, you know, straight people, I, I gotta tell y'all niggas, I mean, I, the most disturbing shit I done ever seen in my life. I mean, I was working on the set of a movie in um, Manhattan. It was on West 10th Street and about 29th. And I'm sitting there, you know, doing my motherfucking gaffer work, putting the gaffer tape down. For all y'all don't know, gaffers are the guys that put the colored tape on the spots on the floor so that the actors know where to stand. Because Hollywood got that much money where they could pay niggas thousands of dollars for a dude to put tape on the floor so that you know where to fucking stand to say your one line and shit. So I'm playing the role of gaffer on the set of this movie, which just happened to be right across the street, the most horrifying horror house in the history of my motherfucking life, son. For any man that's a macho man, how many macho men niggas out there? I mean, you know, I, mean I don't mean the, the 70s group version, I mean, or the wrestler. I mean, the guys that believe in, like, manly manness. Well, all right, we got a few in the audience. I mean, you know, guys that don't accept, you know, feminine things as our ideals, you know, like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, the guys that like sports, uh, you know, the guys that go to the gym and work out, you know, guys that take a couple brews, you know, you know, like to get into a little scuffle every once in a while, you know, to remember that they manage it. You know what I'm saying? You know, manly men stuff, you know? You know, everybody got a certain testosterone standard of stuff that, you know, well, uh, just isn't acceptable to manliness. You know, that's considered a feminine, straight-up bitch-like, you know? So, well, I'm going to get back to the point of this. There was this club. <clears throat> Well, when I got there, it was just, you know, I didn't really pay attention because we was, I was, we across the street. So I'm, you know, working with the lights and the gaffer tape and everything, you know, just concentrating on the set. And it's like 2, 3, 4 in the morning, so the club is letting out. And, you know, I see about seven, eight hundred, nine hundred black people. You know, I'm black, so I know, you know, well, part black, mixed and shit. So I'm like, you know, no big deal, you know, they come to the club and all that. Everybody, you know, love clubbing, you know, the young lifestyle, and that's how it is. I should be out clubbing, but I got to work. So I'm sitting there not really paying attention, half-assed paying attention. And this group of RuPaul-ass, 19-year-old black, I mean, like seven, 800 niggas, drag and lipstick, wearing all types of pink ensembles and flashy jewelry and shiny shoes, you know, start, I mean, getting into their cars, banging their music. I mean, and that, these guys, they, they, they like 30, 40 of them. They walking down a the block, kissing, holding hands, and all types of flaming shit. 
And I'm like, you know, I'm from New York, so you expect, you know, there's going to be some. But I, I ain't never seen that many at the same time on the same block. And I'm like, you know, I bet you some white person said the same shit at the first time they saw some black faces. But it was a little different for me because I'm like, these people were young, pretty, vibrant, beautiful, strong, tall, rich. And they were all flaming ass, queer, gays, faggot, homos, motherfuckers. Hershey Highway Patrolmen. But fucking faggots. And I was like so fucking shocked and appalled at the same time. But you know, you don't want to show that in your face. You don't want to be like, you don't want to act because like, you always like, when you come from the black family, you know, you be like, all right, I don't want to seem like them white motherfuckers that when they see a black face in their neighborhood, start clutching their purse, locking their car door, even if you got a suit and tie on, you go to their school and, you know, they only walk to this side of the hallway, they automatically have fear because they had just saw some black move, fucking movie where, where the blacks was killing somebody or or they saw the black newscast where, where the black person did some bad shit so everybody with brown skin must have did that shit and they all afraid you know that that same shit that whitey does to anybody I'm like yeah, I had the first thought I had when I was I was like kind of scared you see a whole sea of black motherfuckers wilding you're like oh shit something about to go down but I'm like alright let me stay calm I'm on the set I'm on I'm across the street, you know, we got security and all that, so I'm sitting there on the steps with the gaffer tape, putting tape on the spots for the scene, and I swear to God, about 30 to 40 these motherfuckers walk up to right next to where I'm standing and put on the most hilarious show in the history of, I mean, these motherfuckers was funnier than vaudeville and comedy set, I mean, these motherfuckers put on the stage show performance of all life. These motherfuckers come over to where I'm standing at. Well, I'm like in the middle of the block. That club is like at the other end of the block. And they call for they call because they had like a designated drive out this motherfucker. So another flaming ass nigga rolls up in this big ass truck, like one of them 12 seat extended long trucks. And these motherfuckers don't just get in and leave. Nah, they got to perform all the way out this motherfucker. These niggas turn their radio up to about 100 decibels playing some song about the dance hall queen where some fairy ass nigga is singing a song about being a fucking homosexual proud to be a faggot song so it's like they proud to be gay like okay hooray but these motherfuckers didn't just take it to that level these niggas start doing the soul train line in the center of motherfucking 10th avenue street they must have been drunk off their ass but it was fucking hilarious about 20, 30 motherfucking niggas with their shirts open, wearing banana hats and lipsticks and wigs. A no fucking joke. 4 a.m. in the goddamn morning, music blasting, but since that's the west side of that, nobody lives over there, so it's just like all fucking vacant ass factories. These niggas doing the Soul Train, Dougie and Stanky Leg and all that other shit. The WAP and all that. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they dancing in the middle of the street, wilding, kissing, touching each other's ass. Throwing up, drinking, rubbing each other's dicks. And I'm sitting there against the wall, petrified out my motherfucking mind, like, what the fuck, I remember just, 
Remember a couple years ago when being a faggot was a, was a big deal and shit that nobody would come out in public? And, and if, if you even mentioned that shit, your career was over. And just like, just like what, like a decade or two ago, that shit was like so taboo, so, so wrong, so bad. Now, New York is flooded with thousands and millions of homos. And it's, you know, some people say it's okay, and I guess it got to be because, you know, I, you know, I see it from a racial perspective, but it's just still at this point so motherfucking flabbergastingly ridiculous to me. Because I'm like, where I come from, in my mind state, there's certain things that men don't do. Fruit hats, lipstick and makeup to a certain extent, high heel boots, you know, perfume, jerking niggas' dicks on the sidewalk. There's certain things that just aren't in the testosterone range. I mean, is it me? I mean, I need to take a Gallup poll out this motherfucker. I'm like, am I some sort of homophobe? Because I heard people call me homophobe or some, some shit like that. Were you afraid of homosexuals? Like, I ain't afraid of them, mother. I mean, I ain't scared of them. It's just the concept of the mind state just is so alien to my understanding. I mean, is it wrong to be a motherfucking homophobe? I mean, is it truly wrong? Because, I mean, to me, that shit's crazy. Like, even if there was no pathogens, even if there was no disease where you could die from, from, you know, associated with any particular life, because a prostitute, a regular woman, a drug addict could have any same problems as those people that they associate with that type of shit. You know, i.e., the homosexual fam. It's not that it's the motherfucking way they act. Because you could be a normal acting motherfucker and take a dick or a butt plug in your ass. You know, I, I don't do that. But it would be alright to some people's mind state. But all that other crazy shit, that, that extravagant, wild ass, I need attention ass, crazy shit motherfuckers with them. Fruit hats and wigs and, and all types of dresses and shit is like, you know, dancing in the street, calling all type of. T- I mean, that shit is wild in the motherfucker. These motherfuckers, let me finish what they were doing. These motherfuckers, like a pack of 10, 20, standing next to me, right next to me, contemplating trying to hit on me. Like, I hear these niggas talking out loud. Oh, look at pretty boy with the kango. I should go sit on his lap. And inside my mind, nigga, I would bust a motherfucking cap. And I'm not talking about my dick. I'm talking about with a real gun motherfucker. I mean, these niggas said bold to the motherfucker, too. I'm like, shit. I mean, I remember back in the days when it was, you know, the black street hustler, you know, when a fly girl or the construction site worker, when a fly girl would come by, everybody would be like, woo, whistling, catcalling, all that shit. But in New York, it's the man getting catcalled down. I'm like, what the Kind of just some old reverse bizarro world shit. These motherfuckers catcalling and talking about my kango, how pretty I am and shit. And I'm like mad, uncomfortable. And I was like, you know what? God is just warning me right now. So all them years I used to stand on them street corners of the projects, catcalling them bitches and, you know, and surrounding the hoes that had the dress on and, you know, and the prostitute was walking up the block, you know, throwing shit at them bitches, trying to get some free head. I was like, that's what this is about, the circle of life. See, people don't realize shit that you used to do, sometimes that shit come back to your ass, no matter how darn 
how five minutes to your ass get, how Hollywood your ass get in the motherfucking future. That shit sometimes still come back to your ass. Because I'm like, all the bitches we used to fucking harass and stalk and fuck with back in the high school and college days. Now them bitches done turned into male faggot six foot nine. Nigga look like he played for the New York football Giants, Toronto organized or some shit. <laughs> and this nigga 6'9 talking about come here pretty. And I'm like, I'm looking around, where this bitch at he talking to? And he look at that, like, oh, damn. I'm the only nigga over here. I'm like, that's some fucked up shit. That's a mad, uncomfortable ass feeling right there. Like, I never understood what bitches was talking about until that type of shit started happening to me. It's like, yo, all I got to say is if you a straight man, and you want to laugh your ass off, go to 10th Avenue and 29th Street, stand right outside of Secrets, and your ass will see the most hilarious, vaudeville-ass RuPaul drag queen show of all motherfucking time. Yo, you might also cry at first because you'd be like, damn, all them thousands of young, beautiful black men that could have beautiful black babies and made a beautiful black nation and, and built a whole black world all just going to go into the wayside like all the Vietnams and Koreas and Persian Gulf, fake-ass wars scripted by the presidents to kill off the welfare population and to cleanse that segment of society. These motherfuckers is willingly just cleansing themselves like the backwards brainwashed slaves that they are to this day. The mental slavery is causing them to take on this lifestyle and kill themselves. And I'm sorry if I'm wrong, Lord, you know, please forgive me. But ain't nothing sadder than seeing people commit self-suicide like that. I ain't never seen two male dogs fucking each other in the ass. I never seen two male parakeets fucking each other in the ass. And yo, yo, get it where you get it, you know, to each his own. I'm just saying, it just hurts my heart that those people that are beautiful as hell may never see the light of day for the new creation, the new beginning. No matter how bad you say this world is, ain't nothing better than being dead. Don't you, uh, well, brighter note, I, I hate to change the subject so abruptly, but black people, yes, I'm talking to you blacks, and when I say black, I mean Latin and everything else, you know, on the lower class reels, just people of color. We need to be more sexually experimental. You see, sex was going good up until like the 70s. And then when all them newfangled diseases came out, everybody started retracting back into the 50s direction and back into the Puritan and all that. Now, yes, those things are still prevalent and we have to be very careful. Matter of fact, they're more prevalent than they've ever been. But since the invention of the condom back in ancient Rome and the intelligence ratio has uh, expanded since those days, we should be able to have sexuality even with safe sex at those levels it was in the 70s. So I'm saying people in general need to be more sexually experimental. I went out myself because I say self, to change the world, you got to do it one person at a time. You got to look in the mirror and say, what can I do for myself to make everything better? So I said, how can I make the world more freaking daycare? How can I make the world more sexually open? more sexually promiscuous, uninhibited. I said, I started going through all the motherfucking websites and all the URLs and, and searching and surfing, all the information databases and the banks of information. And I said, I found it. 
You know, there's some freaky shit on the motherfucking internet, man. I mean, there's this shit called naturists, where it's people that just, they meet together in a big group of people, rich white motherfuckers usually, and with their children and their whole family, and they just get buck naked. It's resorts, and like people that just take off their clothes, they they just live regular life buck naked, like, like heaven or some shit, or like, uh, you know, some freaky shit where it's just like, it's you, your wife, your kids, your friends, your neighbors. It's usually old, fat white people that you don't want to see, but there's some banging bitches there every once in a while. And uh, it's called a naturist club where you uh, you just do regular day things like surfing, uh, volleyball, beach pool, but you just buck naked. Uh, y'all got to look into that. You go up, go check it right now, go surf it right now on your motherfucking phones or whatever. It's called naturism where naked motherfuckers just hang out and shit. I was like... Now, white people are going to take credit for this shit, but uh, have, have y'all seen uh, 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 the Nature Channel? I mean, uh, Africans been doing naked shit since the beginning of humanity. I mean, that ain't nothing new. I mean, that's some new shit that in America, you know, we, well, we could take our clothes off and shit. You know, from the days they was wearing them knickers and them powdered wigs, you know, they finally starting to get more more culture. They, they make a new name for everything. You know, Africans buck naked, they savages. White people buck naked, they're naturists. So you see the difference? See the difference? You know, Native Americans and they TV buck naked, they crazy warriors, savages. And when white people get buck naked and start doing some crazy shit, they're naturists. You know, everybody thinks that type of shit is crazy. Nudism, nudists, naturists, gang banging, you know, uh, group sex. All right, but, uh, if you try it, I mean, it's not actually that bad. I'm like, you always figure it'd be some weird-looking motherfuckers. You know, I, I actually went on this website, and it was like, you know, gangbang, adult gangbang. And I was like, all right, you know, it sounded a little scary. But it was like 150, so I was like, oh, hey, that's the good shit. It's like three girls. You get to fuck up as many times as you want for two hours. Condoms and drinks provided. So I was like, fuck it. Let me sign up for this shit. So I signed up for it. This is in Manhattan. And they give you a secret hotel number on the phone at the last minute so that the cops don't break it up on some shit because I guess it's illegal or something. Or they just don't want some Puritan motherfuckers making a stand in the papers you know, with their shit. So they give you the number. You, I'm petrified out my ass. I'm like wondering if it's going to be a bunch of weirdos or some junkies with needles in their arms and the whole nine. But it actually turned out to be a pretty cool scene. It was a nice rented hotel room in midtown Manhattan. You know, a plate full of condoms, multicolored, flavored up, and uh, two buck-naked bitches just laying in a white sheet bed. You know, pornos playing in the background. You know, you got the couch full of guys jerking their dicks buck-naked. You know, that part was a little uncomfortable, but, you know, I wasn't looking at them. I was looking at the bitches. And, like, everybody was scared to talk. Everybody was scared to touch. I'm like, fuck it. I just died right in the bed, put my dick right in the black bitch's mouth. Start face-fucking her, right? And once I did that, the other dudes on the couch was like, yeah, yeah, start getting encouraged, and then they start fucking her. And I'm like, you see some wild shit when people start, I mean, people make some funny-ass faces when they nothing. I mean, you don't want to be looking at it because you concentrating on the pussy yourself, but I'm laying on the motherfucking pillowcase, and I'm just busting off in this bitch's face, and she don't even care. I'm like, I mean, I'm just busting nuts all up in the mouth, all in the face, and it's like no orgasm rule, but... You know, the, the guy that's supposed to be uh, her bodyguard ain't really watching. He's just sitting over there counting the money. So I'm jizzling off in this bitch face. And this Indian dude walks right up to her, shoves his dick right into her ass. And he pulls out like three or four chunks of shit. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I forgot to do my enema this morning. And he's like, no problem. I don't got 
and he just rubs the shit off with his hand and just starts pecking away. And then this other dude comes in and starts shoving it in the mouth with my dick still. I'm like, hey, nigga, my dick still in the mouth. Yo, calm down. Yo, motherfuckers get crazy. I mean, white people. But, I mean, it was a beautiful scene, though. Know I mean, you see white people, businessman. You know he got, like, a wife and five kids at home. Told his bitch he's doing, like, extra overtime at the office. This nigga got the gangbang. Fucking some black bitch in the ass. I mean, first taste of chocolate. Everybody needs to experiment, though. I mean, but it's some wild shit. I mean, surf. Go to them Yahoo and Google groups. There's groups of every type of fetish. If you a sadomasochist, if you like hot wax poured on your nipples, if you want to do gang bangs, male, female, multiple orgies, we need to get the excitement back into sex and stop scaring people. Because I remember when I was in high school and college, I was petrified of the pussy. All they used to show all day was the H.I. and the Herps commercials and how you're going to die and you're going to get pregnant you can't make it to school and and everything, I'm like, you, you was like, wanted to walk around in an outbreak suit and shit with one of them oxygen masks. It was so petrifying. So I was like, you, you was wondering if the boogie monster was up in the pussy like the closet and the babies when you were a little kid and shit. He's like, you don't want to open the closet with the lights inside because you think the motherfucking boogie man going to jump on you. I'm like, I used to always ask my girls in the past. I used to always sit there looking at the pussy for like 10, 20 minutes, opening it up, you know, investigating, see if that shit had any teeth in that motherfucker. Like, that's some wild shit, man. It's like they scare your ass to death nowadays with that bullshit. Or black people, I'm telling you. Because black people are always the last niggas to get up on shit. Get into that swinger lifestyle. Get into that naturist shit. And definitely get into that nudism shit. I want to see some big black fluffy titties on them beaches in South Beach and, and all that shit. I mean, I want to see some naturist with black people. I want to see just skinny ass, bony white Penelope. I want to see Ooh Fufu and all them niggas. I want to see Shaquita and all them niggas. I want to see some big fluffy black titties at them nudist and naturist camps. And definitely at the gangbang. So uh, next time you go to your gangbang, you know, I might be there. So, you know, put your ass up in there, all right? On the rear. Oh, yeah, black people, I hate to report this. But it's a very sad day for the civil rights brothers. For all the motherfuckers like Malcolm Martin and Huey, the ones that... They marched for civil rights to get equal rights. Sound like the white man done got smarter, man. News flash. The white man done got way smarter than racist motherfuckers done got way, way smarter, man. They found new ways to mask the racism. You got to peep this shit out, man. They be masking the racism now on that bullshit. You know, new ways to keep us from out of this motherfucker. I went down to the motherfucking local McDonald's. Because a nigga needed some money. I mean, you know, it's the recession and all that shit. And I think it was churches, to be honest. Churches chicken. And I came in with my resume. Because, you know, I'm used to that white shit where you got to come in with the resume. I've got the suit on and the whole night. And this white motherfucker come out the back and he just starts laughing. And he sits me down at the table and he's like, Mr. Scott, I am not an enabler of your people. And I was like, what do you mean, my people? I'm like, I'm mixed. I don't even got a race. I thought it was some racism shit. And he was like... He's like, no, I couldn't possibly disrespect you by hiring you here. I'm like, what you mean, disrespect me? I, I filled out the application. I know I'm qualified. I went to fucking college. I mean, I had a McDonald's job when I was in motherfucking ninth grade. I mean, there's no way I'm not qualified. He's like, it's not that you're not qualified, man. It's just, you know, they always give you some, some you know, dude that got the, the comb over and shit. No extra pink ass motherfucker. Like, it's not that you're not qualified, Mr. Scott. 
It's just, I just don't feel right as an American to be an enabler to you. I'm like, you're very overqualified for this job. I would feel bad hiring you knowing that with this much experience on your resume that you could leave us at any moment. I say, oh, 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 I see what y'all niggas is doing. See, see, see. See, back in the days, it was we was too stupid to get work. Now we too smart to get hired now. So now you got to, it's always a motherfucking excuse for whitey, man. I mean, I mean, first, you're too black. Then you're not black enough. You don't talk like a Negro. Or you don't talk too white enough. You don't sound intelligent. Now you too experienced. I mean, I swear to God, and this is no lie. I got a bachelor's degree in psychology, a damn near a doctorate. I go back to my own alma mater, the most racist school in the country secretly. I ain't going to blow their spot up, but it's Syracuse University. All white, 90% white staff and personnel, even the garbage men and janitors is white. And I wanted to prove it to my friends. I said, watch this. I got a BA, and I'm going to fill out every application on campus from garbage man to student cook the toilet bowl scrubber and watch these niggas give me the runaround. So I went right to the website, the job officer website of the campus, and I filled out every motherfucking form. Took me like two, three days for that every open position on campus. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited. Then I finally contacted Human Resources, and I said, <clears throat> I'm an alumni. I paid $100,000 in total to get my bachelor's degree. Got a bachelor's degree with a B average. B minus. More like close to C plus. But, but still, I know that I should be qualified with your own school's degree to take out the garbage to make a motherfucking sandwich in the food court to mop throw up off the bathroom and dance floors to scrub a goddamn toilet. And you want to know what this white bitch in human resources said to me? She said, when we looked over your resume, I didn't see garbage man or toilet cleaner on it. That's why you ain't qualified to clean a toilet or take out a garbage. And I said, bitch. I got a bachelor's fucking degree in medical science, but I can't put two pieces of bread together with some cheese and mayonnaise. I got to put my high school motherfucking Wendy's application on the college motherfucking level shit. I mean, what type of intelligence does it take to fucking pick up a garbage bag and put it out front? I mean, with a doctorate, I can't do that shit. And she once again said, well, you needed to be more specific on the details of the actual job requirement. I said, but overall intelligence ratio would tell someone who's hiring that someone with a goddamn doctorate should be motherfucking qualified to take out the goddamn garbage to cook a goddamn sandwich to scrub a motherfucking toilet. And I said it in the exact same tone I'm saying it to y'all right now. And the bitch just kept saying the same line over the, 
Well, sir, what's up? We like, just say that you a motherfucking white supremacist racist, and this job is for your motherfucking trailer park ass toothless white goons from the motherfucking Baltic fucking mountains, and that we don't give a fuck how much a nigga pays for their fucking education. They still a motherfucking nigga once they stop paying. Why don't you just say that motherfucking line? That's where I came to the fucking conclusion that college is a waste of motherfucking time. That is more red tape bullshit that crackers done drawn up to get their money back from the slaves and then they don't fucking hire you. get the same fucking job you would have had before you went to high school unless you joined one of their white homosexual frats or one of their racist Ku Klux Klan organizations, connectives, and sell out your people and turn over into one of them house niggas style, sell out style, and then maybe you might get one lower level corporate executive mailroom job. Let's keep it fucking real. That shit needs to be put on the front of every motherfucking school. This is bullshit. These niggas is lying ass, con men, fraud fucks. If your skin is brown, you still ain't down. No matter how much fucking money you pay these motherfucking nigga bastards. That's what they need to put on the front of that shit. They come up with some new shit every time. Just when you think racism is over, they just stack the deck again with some new shit. Overqualified. You don't talk white enough. You don't talk black enough. You don't act white enough. You don't act black enough. It's all your, your hair texture ain't right. Your hair style ain't right. Or you got a tattoo. You know, some stupid shit. Instead of just being straight up saying, hey, look, we ain't enabling nobody other than our own. We helping our own kind. These jobs for us whites. And then I would have said, hey, I'm going to go to a United Negro college, even though I'm mixed, because at least black is black, or that's what they say there. Or will I find out something different when I go there? Some bullshit, man. See, shit like that makes you start thinking some wild shit. You know, I, I, it's like I'm tired of being black because to, 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 to black people, I, I'm a wigger, I'm a fake black, I'm a half breed, I'm a mutt, and, and to white people, I'm still a nigga. So I'm like, I'm on the fence right here. So like, that's what it is when you American and mixed and shit. So I'm like, I don't know, should I start a new foundation? I don't know, should I start the used to be black foundation where people could connect with one white partner so you could, you know, get over being black and get a job and shit. Or should we start a, a new black slavery campaign for the people that are willingly, you know, want to be sold? I mean, like, you know, I'm tired of living in the motherfucking projects and shit. You know, it's like key food and shit, you know, nigga, light-skinned nigga, you know, light-skinned green-eyed nigga in aisle five, you know, afro, tall, six-foot, dark-skinned nigga in aisle six. You know, niggas, I mean, I mean, it should be legal. If we totally free in this motherfucking country, it should be totally legal to volunteer yourself into slavery. I mean, like, if, as long as this ain't, like, no sodomy and chopping off dicks and lynching niggas, I'm just talking about, like, you know, just regular, like, yard work, cleaning up the house. You know, I'm, I'd gladly, if they had, like, some sort of network where you could just meet a, a friendly white family with a couple hundred million dollars, you know, live in the backyard, get some free pig parts and shit, you know, change your name to Kuta Fente or whatever, or Gucci Mente or, or whatever the fuck you gotta be, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, this shit should be legal. I'm like, drugs slavery, 
All that shit should be legal. I mean, it shouldn't be no rules and regulations. If this is truly the land of the free, I'm like, I should have the right to be a goddamn slave. See, the best type of slave, I think, is the sex slave. But you know, there's always some freaky bitch out there, some rich-ass cougar, some old white bitch that had some two-inch dick white husband, got married at 17, had her children, did all that already, that want to experience that jungle fever, that want the man dinger, that want the big black dad. My shit medium, but, you know, I think I can fulfill the role. And that's what all that hedonism and shit about in Jamaica and all that. When you go down to the island every once a year or in that carnival in motherfucking Brazil and Venezuela and shit, I'm telling you, 90% is this old white bitches frustrated from the motherfucking suburbs of Boston and all the mountain towns just getting their G off, just like, fuck it, you know, all them fucking years with Poindexter, you know, done built up, you know, they ain't had an orgasm in like 10 years without the vibrator. They want it where they get the orgasm from the dick, from the dick straight up. I mean, shit, they need to motherfucking hook that type of shit up, man. I mean, for real, that's what we need. See, I thought when we got the black presidents in office, that that's the type of shit we're going to have. You know, white people thought it was going to be like white slavery and, and niggas getting piled up like the Jews and shit. I mean, I bet you motherfuckers in the Klan office having a heart attack, thinking all types of shit like that was going to happen. But you know ain't no black man going to do no shit like that. That's some white shit right there. But, uh, like, unless it's E.D.I. Megan or something, but, you know, that's some history that nobody knows about. But I'm just saying... Why can't we legalize drugs? They should have all that shit like state by state vote, where it's just like, you know, drugs, slavery, you know, prostitution, all that types of shit. There shouldn't be no rules on that. I mean, that's what we need to go to your congressman and be like, yo, I want each motherfucking aspect of everything. I mean, marriage between same sex partners. All that shit should just be one motherfucking like separate vote each and just have a whole country. You know, vote on it separately, man. We need to, to get all that type of shit straightened out. I mean, we need to get that out, get the crazy motherfuckers and uh, all the crazy will off the motherfucking street and the world be crazy good again, man. Instead of everybody being a motherfucking rap superstar, we start giving out scholarships for science and shit. Maybe niggas will cure some of these pathogens. You know, instead of, you know, giving people awards for being crazy and shit, like some of these pop superstars, they just crazy drug addicts. This is some shit that they came up with. You take some acid, you take some cocaine, you smoke some weed, you drink some motherfucking Ciroc and Patron, you're going to see some crazy shit. It, that's just how it is. And you just write that shit down, and that's your new hit single. Put that shit on uh, the motherfucking World Wide Web or YouTube or whatever, you stream. Somebody pick that shit up, you get your deal, is on. I mean, most of the songs today is just some motherfuckers snort a lot of that shit. You know, couple of trees, you know, whatever they see in their motherfucking visions. You just write that shit down, 16 bars, and booyah. The right producer, and it's a motherfucking legendary classic. It ain't like the old days we actually had to have talent and go to the schools and shit and, and get the actual English degrees and meet the right people and go through all the departments. Now it's just a little bit of drugs, uh, a microphone, and just... Uh, Say what the fuck you see. Like, I remember the first time I took some shit, I just start seeing liquid walls and invisible, like, melting feet and all types of shit and pink elephants flying backwards and all that type of shit. Like, that's a whole album right there. Like, shit, but what we really need is more motherfucking scientists and doctors. We need the motherfuckers to get on point. 
All them niggas concentrating on terror need to concentrate on their books and reading and writing. The cures is writing them libraries. It's right on that World Wide Web. If you stop being so motherfucking lazy and unfocused on some dumb shit, you could probably get this shit done. Remember back in the days when they used to cure shit, Jonas Salk and all them motherfuckers? Wouldn't be no shit for more than a couple years. They come up with some new shit real quick. Ah, the vaccine is there, the vaccine is there, the vaccine is there. Nowadays, motherfuckers, 20, 30, 50 years later, still ain't got no vaccine. Like, we could slow it down. We could alter its path. Like, back in the days, it was like, they got shit done. I'm like, they put full funding, full intellectual biopowers and combined efforts. You know, motherfuckers, you know, made sure shit got cured. Motherfuckers found penicillin. Motherfuckers found the cure to all that other shit. That's what we need to get back on that type of point, man. Remember when motherfuckers actually cared to stop shit like that? We need to get back to that level of motherfucking intelligence, that level of caring, man. It's a new motherfucking day. It's a new motherfucking day. I know y'all say, what the fuck this crazy nigga talking about? But it's a new fucking day. I remember 10 years ago, I went to Compton, California for the first time. And why'd I go to Compton, California? Because I heard about that Bloods and Crips gangbanging shit. I mean, that shit was the coolest shit I done ever heard of. I was like, wow, black people done invented some new shit. First peanut butter, then the stoplight. Now, gang bang. So I went out there with all my New York gear on. Went straight to Oakland, straight to motherfucking Compton and Slauson. It was like, what? I got to make a documentary on this shit. Make my first mixtape with real niggas. Because I was real ashamed of New York. I was like, remember how New York used to be the first star and shit, the riots and all that? Then Cali had stepped up their game with that motherfucking riot shit, that Rodney King shit. Then all of a sudden, you know, they was the, the niggas. They the hard, they the man now. So I went out there and I was like, damn, man, New York ain't never going to be like this. So all that preaching and that bullshit and the motherfuckers up in the church, you know, talking like they going to do shit, but just getting smacked in the face, taking it from the white man and all that. Taking it from the motherfucking system, taking it from the upper class. Instead of fighting back like the good old days. Because ever since motherfucking Malcolm Martin... Tupac and Biggie got shot, I mean, niggas been quiet than the motherfucker, niggas ain't been rising up, no afros, none of that shit, no black power fist, that shit been dead, so that blood and crypt shit with the closest shit to power, we seen in like two, three decades in the motherfucking community, so I was out there sending them, niggas, they trying to find out how it all started and shit, you know, and then I had fucking found out it was mostly just about drugs, weed, and, you know, pussy and shit, and I was like, oh, same old black shit. Just basically, just, you know, corner wars about who getting the best pussy, who getting the most beer and liquors at the club, and who can sell the most shit. Like, so it ain't about no power and taking over this fucking country type shit. So it's some old petty old, let me get some pussy and some chicken wings tonight type shit. So I came back to New York, and I was like, the odds on that shit ever coming back around here. But you got it. The Bloods and Crips. It's like the Beatles invading the motherfucking Western Hemisphere. The invasion of the Beatles, the invasions of the Bloods and the motherfucking Crips. I'm like, y'all might think that that's a bad thing, but to me, I mean, that, that was the most heavenly thing of all time. 
Because first of all, it was getting real boring at the police athletic league playing basketball, nighttime basketball. And now it's exciting in the motherfucker again. Like hearing gunshots like the good old days. See, because New York is more integrated now. See, back in like the days, 80s, 90s, whatever and shit, it was like more all black and Spanish. It was like Latino and black. That was it. You know, you had your, you know, 0.1% Chinese niggas and a couple of dumb white niggas that forgot, you know, that this, you know, wasn't their town since like 1940. That stayed around because they couldn't afford no house. You know, them trailer niggas that just get locked in the projects, just get lost in the sauce ass niggas. But now, you know, ever since, you know, niggas been bigging us up on the mixtapes and on MTV and all that other shit. No, Brooklyn and shit is starting to become more like Russian and white and all that shit, and all the motherfuckers is integrating. But also the Bloods and Crips done came back too. So it's some old different shit. So now it's like, see all these skater ass white motherfuckers forgetting that shit. You know, this is New York and shit ain't sweet. And then you see all these motherfucking niggas with the red rag and the blue rag, you know, setting their shit up, spray painting the walls again. I say, oh, there is a God. I mean, I don't know, I love graffiti art and all that shit, and, um, you know, I ain't about black-on-black violence, but when it comes to that black-on-black death rate shit, you all right if you know when to shut the fuck up. See, that's the only thing about white people. They don't know when to shut the fuck up. See, when the cops is around, you could talk all the shit you want to talk. You could disrespect. You could come out your mouth, point fingers, and this nigga done did that, and this nigga done. But when ain't no cops around, you got to know when to shut the fuck up in the ghetto. I mean, no matter what color your skin is, Latino, Chinese, or black, you got to know there's some points when you need to shut the fuck up. You got to know what to say, when to say it, and when not to say it. You got to know what to eat, what to do. It's a whole process. It's like, they need to make a book how to survive in the motherfucking ghetto. And hand that shit out as a pamphlet out in the streets. Because, I mean, in these days and times, the wrong color, the wrong words at the wrong time against your ass, murdered, murk, stuck, stomped into the motherfucking oblivion. I seen niggas get stomped into the motherfucking hells of life just because motherfuckers misinterpreted what they were saying. I'm like, <laughs> and there was some sad shit. There was these niggas in the park, they was throwing up signs. And these other motherfuckers misinterpreted them as a rival gang, beat the fucking black off them niggas. Come to find out them niggas were just mutes and they was just fucking doing hand signals and shit. These niggas got beat to death because some nigga misinterpreted some old blood and crib shit. Like shit like that happened all the time. Get that old bitch and be like, oh, I'm calling the police. Y'all niggas smoking trees on the stand. <laughs> like, bitch, you don't tell them niggas you calling the police. You don't come to their face and say, oh, I'm going to call the police. I mean, that's mistake number one in the motherfucking projects right there. Never, ever, ever, ever tell niggas that you calling the police on their ass, for one. For two, never, ever, ever confront a group of black youths that's hyped up on drugs and drinking, angry that they ain't got no job, angry that they ain't got no car, mad because they ain't got no pussy full of testosterone. I'm like, you asking for an ass beating. I mean, that's a beat down 101 right there. But you can't tell these newfangled crackers because they swear they see, you know, one of them old fight back television shows, you know, with the Red Beret motherfuckers, you know, clearing up the streets and cleaning shit up. And they watch too many episodes of that, them cop shows, and they just think they can regulate. See Batman one too many times, took one motherfucking Tai Chi class, one step to 15, 20 black niggas sitting on the step of a tree. Like, you guys, I sleep during the day because I work at night and you guys got to stop. I can, I can smell the marijuana under my door, man. 
Like, and, and nigga, what's good? And he's like, what's poppin' B? What's doing this? What I don't know what what's popping B means, man, but I'm going to call the fucking police if you got, like, if you're going to call the police, just call them niggas through the door. Don't come out the door and pop shit with a group of angry niggas. I guarantee you, every white person that was beat to death in New York Man, woman, or other. It was because they was dumb enough to say the statement, I'm going to go call the police. I mean, never, ever, ever make that mistake. Rule number one in New York, know when to shut the fuck up. If niggas say they ain't getting off your steps, just walk away. Call the cops from a distant point. Now, they're going to come up to you after they get out of jail six months from now. And they're going to say, was you the one to call the cops that day? And you just don't say shit. But never, ever make the erroneous statement of confessing that you the motherfucking snitch in the hood. Because you will get beat down, maimed, brutalized, pistol whipped, raped, shot, sodomized, urinated on. Motherfuckers might spray paint on your mama's face, keying your car up, painting your shit, defecating on your steps. I mean, I've done seen all that type of shit happen to niggas that said the dumbest sentences of all time. I'ma tell the police what y'all do. Like, like, 55 niggas in a circle wearing blue rags in their back pocket, throwing up hand signs, tattoos about kill mama on their back, and you talk about, I'ma call the police. That's stupid. Fucking stupid. WorldStupidestHumans.com. That's what you know right there. And that's some, there's levels of stupidity. That's way up there on the scale. <laughs> and speaking of levels of shit, like, yeah, y'all ever fucked a really, really fat bitch? I mean, really, really fat. I mean, that nasty fat. Where you don't know where the titties stop and the motherfucking stomach begins. Or where the stomach ends and the ass begins because it's like connected to the motherfucking love handles. Oh my God. Well, every guy knows that in your downtimes, you know, when your car is in the shop, you know, when you're riding the pedal bike or when you're taking the bus pass to work and the real pretty bitches don't give you the motherfucking time of day because they all gold digging harlots about the dough. And you got to get your motherfucking nut off and you. <laughs> You always got to have that one nasty fat bitch on the low that nobody know about that's got the secret code name on the Rolodex on the motherfucking Facebook, you know. It's called a fatty, you know. That one bitch, I mean, there's this one bitch, I swear to God, son. You know how bitches, when they get real fat, they try to lose weight, and they got the stretch marks on their stomach and their titties? Well, this one bitch, I swear to God, this is not a lie. You could, I will put my hand on a six-pack of Bibles right now. This motherfucking bitch's ass was so motherfucking fat and dimply. This bitch had stretch marks on her ass cheeks, son. Stretch marks on her ass cheeks. Now, ain't the baby in the stomach? Now, now I swear to God, son. I Go to this bitch's house. She live in the motherfucking the projects on Delancey Street right by the FDR, son. Building 70, the fourth floor. This bitch invite me over. She's like, I used to be a dancer for 50 Cent and all. And I was a stripper and all that. 
Like, whatever, bitch, whatever, bitch. You know, I paid my $20. You know, take your panties off. So I made the mistake of keeping the lights on because, you know, when you're in the projects, you're some crazy bitch. You don't know if some nigga going to jump out the closet with the gap. So I'm like, you know, keep the lights on and shit. You know, I'm taking my shirt off, trying to get G. You know, I ain't the most, you know, you know, muscle-building, bodybuilding-ass nigga, but, you know, I'm an average-ass regular nigga, you know, but this bitch is fucking like, she had mad junk in the trunk, so I'm like, maybe it's just one of them big, round asses. So let me see that shit. You know, once she take off the panties, I'm 